0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. For the last couple of days, I've been talking to you about this subject. Why is it that our young people are growing up to hate their own nation? Why are they growing up to hate America? And we've been talking about this question And again, I want to reiterate, this is important, folks. We we really got to get to the bottom of this because it seems like a great host of our future, uh, those who are going to be, you know, creating our future America, they have been raised and taught with this notion that uh, we have a sordid past and we want the end of this nation and to build something different, which, by the way, I I will be talking to you in the future. I'm working on something that I call Constitution 2.0. I think we are nearing a possibility where this nation will come to an end, and the Constitution that governs this nation will be suspended, disrupted, come to an end. There's a number of possibilities that I think will bring this about. I'll lay out to you what I think could happen, but what will become the birth of a new nation. And I think that some of the ideology that we're having today, we're becoming so divided that there are a number of people who want this country to come to an end and they actually might succeed in bringing dissolvement to these United States and a new United states not quite as we know it today some will split and form their own country i have some suggestions some ideas of how that might happen but as a great greater whole the larger portion will reunite together and a new constitution 2.0 will become now of course this is purely speculation on my side but I suspect and foresee the possibility of this. But let's get back into this idea, to this notion. Why is it that our young people hate America? I was speaking to you yesterday about the 1619 Project, and you need to be up on this. You need to be familiar with this, because this is becoming the norm of our young people thinking this is the beginning of our nation, not uh, 1776, not 1788 when we ratified our Constitution. No, those are not the dates of the beginning of our nation. Rather, it was 1619. And what do they mean, what do they mean by this? this uh, our, our young people are coming out of school learning this stuff. In 1619, in August, 30 black African slaves arrived in the colonies in Virginia, And they believe this was the beginning of the narrative of our nation. Of course, you can't say that particular event birthed our nation. But what happened afterwards, as a result of slavery coming into our nation, our colonies tried to protect slavery. So let's go through the narrative the way that they see it. Uh, before I do, let me explain who's behind this. This came out from a report, a project, formed by the New York Times. The author of this is Nicole Hannah-Jones. She won, by the way, a Pulitzer Prize for this. Yeah, the um, the Pulitzers, like the Oscars and the Tonys, uh, these organizations are not very... Concerned about um, quality of truth and quality of journalism. They're more about those who bring out ideas that give some legitimacy to this new American culture that's trying to be formed in our nation. This is given the genesis, an idea of the genesis of the birth of, of the bigotry of the white people and their hunger for power and to prosper off the backs of black human beings and the abuses of them and trying to protect that. That is the story that our young people are being taught about our founding fathers. So basically what they're saying in this, in this 1619 project is that the founding fathers did not do what they did for lofty ideals of freedom and self-government. No, that wasn't their aim. Their aim was to protect what they had already built here, the degradation and the dehumanization and the persecution of the black slaves. They were building an economy that owed its rise to slavery. Because of slavery, they were becoming wealthy. And they had to break with England because England was going to threaten this. England was going to abolish slavery. And so, therefore, they needed to sever their ties with England. This is what the young people are being told. They're told that the Revolution of 1776 was not about the colonialists trying to unburden themselves from the tyranny of the British government. No, they were trying to protect what they had built, their economy on slavery. That's what, that, that's what this 1619 Project is about. Now, this has been debunked and highly criticized, even from scholars from the left as well, As the right, Leslie Harris, who wrote in Politico, which is a liberal rag, she said, far from being fought to preserve slavery, the Revolutionary War became a primary disruptor of slavery in the North American colonies. So them splitting from England, pulling away, hurt the slave business here in America. Uh, let's see who else, uh, let me see who else I can quote in this, in some of their criticism there. Um, bear with me, I thought I had this uh, put together uh, so I could uh, just read these things right off, but apparently I, I, I don't have these quotes from these different people. But um, uh, this effort, the 1619 Project, is riddled with problems, riddled with false news, false narratives, and rewriting of the history. And uh, there's more I need to look into this to share with you, but uh, know this. The 1619 Project is huge, in the words of President Trump, huge. And it's being taught to our kids, and trust me, you're going to hear it. These arguments are going to be thrown at you that uh, what you learned in history was inaccurate, you need to be uh, up to date with the, with the real history. No, folks, this isn't real. Uh, this is fake. All right, let me give you some other thoughts about why it is that our young people are hating America, largely because I believe there's such a big breakdown in our families and our children. The connection of parents with their children and the influence that parents should have on their kids has been a concern for us preachers for a number of decades. And this constant uh, breakdown of the American family is resulting more and more with rebellion in our kids and the direction that they are aiming their adult life into. There's been a number of, of uh, studies done on this, but one here recently is finding uh, after 2,000 parents were being polled in California of school-age children, parents of school-age children, researchers found that 60% of those polled described their average daily lives as hectic. Well, that's nothing news about that. But a quarter of the respondents admitted that they lack a family time together, and it's a problem. And basically, quality time, what they're finding of parents with their kids on a day-to-day, on a weekday average, is only 37 minutes. 37 minutes, not even 40 minutes, not even an hour. Just largely, I mean, just marginally over half an hour are parents spending time with their kids. However, yet they also found that the adults, these parents, are spending up to three hours a day on social media. we got time for our social media, but we don't have time for our kids and and I got to tell you how important the dinner table is turn off the TV and get to the dinner table put away your phones make it as a rule in our house we eat the we eat our dinner together we come to the dinner table we're not going to sit in front of the TV and uh, and be distracted we're not going to bring our phones our social media to the table this is the time we're going to spend with our family. I'm here to tell you, if you do just simple things like that and discuss the time that you have each day, and of course, uh, you know, it, there's there's so much I could say about the time for prayer together and Bible reading together and being in church together, um, but just the simple thing of having your meals together can have a great profound effect on your kids. Your kids need to know what makes you tick, mom and dad. And even you, grandma and grandpa, um, they need these influences in their lives. And this is, uh, it it just breaks my heart. And then also we got this problem of broken families. I mean, much less having mom to get, mom and dad together. I mean, if you're a kid that has mom and dad together, uh, uh, you're somewhat fortunate. Let me go back to some st- statistics I shared with you uh, uh, earlier. According to the U.S. Census uh, Bureau, 20 million children, uh, that's more than one in four people, live without a father in their home. If you don't have a father in your home, you're four times more at risk of living in poverty. You're seven times greater at risk of uh, becoming pregnant as a teenager, two times more greater risk of infant mortality, more likely to, to abuse drugs and alcohol, more likely to commit crime, more likely to go to prison, two times more likely to drop out of high school. And, uh, and the absentee fathers is it's huge. Uh, In the black culture, black America, 65 to 70%. So almost 7 out of 10 kids, uh, 7 out of 10, don't have a father in their home. In the American Indian family, 50%. Hispanic, 40%. Mixed races, 40%. The white race, 25%. And the Asians, they've got the best statistics at 15%. But with COVID hitting us here, uh, we're seeing divorce rates rocket high. Um, uh, They're expecting um, an enormous amount of divorces to occur when the courts open up. Uh, The New York Post uh, reported divorce inquiries among New York City matrimonial lawyers rose 50% during just the first week of the stay-at-home order. And uh, why? Because people are having to stay at home and be together, and they can't live together. They hate each other um and and so we get these broken homes broken families creating broken kids and and I'm here to tell you young people they're hurt and they hate their lives and they're looking for other things that they and when when people are hurt hurting people hurt people oh well folks we're out of time there's so much more that we need to say and could say but um uh, our country needs prayer and uh, and we need to correct these things and there's some things we can do about it. Well, join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.